All righty, guys. Welcome back. This is episode four of Baseball and Whatever. Um, and we are going to do a little bit of a special episode this week for our fourth episode. We are going to focus solely on Star Wars. Tomorrow is May the 4th. We are recording this on Monday. Yeah, Monday. So we are doing an all Star Wars episode because we are probably three of the biggest Star Wars nerds you will find. So there's Greg, there's Vinny. Uh, but before we get started, a couple things. Don't forget, um, if you like what we are doing, feel free to hit like or subscribe or subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Anchor or Spotify or Google Podcasts or Overcast or whatever place you want to listen to us. You have a variety of choices. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Baseball and What's. Email is baseballandwhatever at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram page now because that's what all the cool people do, or so I've been told by my students. Uh, and that is Baseball and Whatever as well. So feel free to hit us up on any of those. Um, and like I said, if you want to email us or send us a tweet, we will read it on the air. But uh, let's get into it. Um, I figure we'll start with like the first time we remember seeing a star Wars movie. Um, who would like to start us off? Any volunteers, Greg, you look like you're ready. Cause you have every single star Wars video game known to man behind you. So I will, Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Before we get started, Greg, in one word, can you describe your day as a Sox fan with, uh, Robert going down for t- uh, 12 to 16 weeks? Uh, well, this is an explicit free podcast right now, isn't it, Justin? So it is. can it I is. just say the word, you know, because I have two young kids. So I'm just going to go with the word poopy. OK, it works. You know, very, works. very poopy news. Um, Luis Robert, you know, on the uh, out for months, probably more Billy Hamilton and Adam Engel. Um, Nothing but the best. In the words of Michael Scott, this is the worst. So. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Maybe the Sox will finally bring over Chris Bryant. Hey, ooh! You know, there I you love. Go. I would love that. He'll yeah, probably we, play. We he'll probably play center now, too. Now that he's no, he's we'll an MVP now, so we he's don't. he's hot right now. Yeah. He's he's KB is back at least for <laughs> the player moment, of the week. So yeah, totally. I love. There KB. you go. So there you go. All right. Well, there's your baseball minute. I know we're a baseball podcast, but uh, this, the Cubs are not doing much better. The White Sox had a train wreck of a day today. So we figured we would take a break and talk about something more positive in our lives. And that is Star Wars. So like I was saying, if you guys are listening to the audio, Greg has, I think, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12 Star Wars video games behind his rotating background. I'm jealous. I only have a Lego and a bobblehead. So I got I got a lot of work to do to compete with him. But uh, Greg, tell us a little bit about when you first were uh, getting into Star Wars and then we'll jump to Vinny and we'll kind of see where this conversation takes us. Go ahead. All right. Sounds good. Glad to be here with you, gentlemen. Uh, happy Star Wars Day to everyone. So my first experience with Star Wars was The Empire Strikes Back. And it was on a VHS. Remember the old days when you record a movie off television? Of course. On yep. a VHS player. I know that probably sounds ancient, but it was... Um, I think my uncle recorded it. And... Um, I remember I thought it was amazing. It was pretty good. You know, I mean, there, you had to fast forward the commercials. I'm yeah. sure you remember yeah. all that. And oh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, going back really quick, I mean, going years later, of course, I watched it several of times now. And actually that TV release, it was ABC or NBC. OK, but they, they didn't take a lot of they didn't take a lot out of it, which was really nice. You know, yeah. going back and look at that later. But I remember watching, I mean, you know, Darth Vader versus Luke Skywalker, lightsaber duel, then Han Solo frozen in carbonite, the end of the movie, they going out to rescue him. Like, what happens? Because I didn't see Return of the Jedi till long, long it time after. It was a cliffhanger for so many years. So many years. So um, The Empire Strikes Back, VHS recording, first Star Wars movie, and that's how it kind of uh, began Snowballed. for me snowball right from there it was like this is the this is the this beginning is the coolest right thing here. ever right? and i absolutely loved it i was i don't remember being confused because i know you know <laughs> obi-wan's in the beginning i'm just like okay there's i was a kid you know it was like ooh, you know who are they gonna shoot next so so um no that was uh i still remember i think we my dad might still have that <laughs> VHS. sitting around somewhere which nice. i probably should get because that should be like a treasured thing right now but mm-hmm. uh, right. that was my that was my first star wars movie the empire strikes back on vhs uh vinnie what about you well 
should I start off by saying I have a bad feeling about this? Oh, uh, to, to kind of bring the good luck into the. I, I was gonna say you look a little podcast. short for to be a stormtrooper, but you're the tallest one out of all three of us. So yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think the first time, gosh, you know, we we were talking about this doing this show, and I was trying to remember back when I first experienced Star Wars, and to be honest, I feel like it's over. It's always been in my life since I can remember back. Yeah, yeah, right. Back when. Um, but I think the first time I saw, the first movie I saw was Return of the Jedi at my buddy's house on VHS, not taped from uh, TV, but uh, actual VHS. Yeah. That's the first one I can rem- remember. So I had no idea, you know, I, d- I didn't get to experience like the whole buildup of one and two into the Return of the Jedi, which I mean, I was a kid at the time, so I didn't care. I was like, oh, cool. Little bears are running around mauling over these <laughs> these soldiers. Oh, that's cool. Now I look back at it now, and it's like, well, that's kind of gruesome. I, I wish I could go back to watching it and thinking the Ewoks were still cool. As a kid, I loved the end <laughs> of that, and now it's like, oh, fast forward, skip. I don't yeah, want I was to. A, I was a huge Ewok fan. Yeah. I, I, now they don't. You know, yeah. Justin, I'll be honest. I, I still am. You like, still have a, I, you have a soft yeah. spot for them? Yeah, I mean, you know, you see them at the end of the movie and they're playing the drums on the stormtroopers' heads. I mean, what's better than that, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny you bring that up, Vinny. I saw a tweet, uh, it was probably from last week, and it was something along the lines of the Ewoks had a dress ready for Princess Leia at the end of Return of the Jedi. So does that mean they killed some woman and ate her or they were just really good seamstresses or, you know, you know, I, I, it made me think, and I'm like, oh, that that could you could really go dark with that very dark, quickly. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, Vinny, just like you, my first one was Return of the Jedi as well. Um, I remember it was on. God, I remember this clearest day. This I don't know if that's sad or exciting, but uh, it was on USA, which I remember was Channel 40, I think, where when I grew up uh, in Oakland. But uh, I remember watching it. I was like, okay, it was the scene with the speeder bike chases through the forest on Endor and with the the biker, bike scout troopers. I'm sorry. And I remember turning to my dad. I'm like, what is this? This is the coolest thing ever. And he's like, oh, it's it's Star Wars, you know, like nonchalantly, not a big deal to him. And I just remember like, oh my God, I have to see this entire thing. And I think they must have been running like a weekend. Like, you know, they must have had the rights to it. So they ran a couple of it. Um, Absolutely loved it. I was like in awe. And then I remember that Christmas. It was like Star Wars heaven. Like I started getting the action figures. I had the, if you guys remember, like micro machines made stuff. So like, oh, I, had yeah. the, I had the big Millennium yep. Falcon, but it had the little micro machine characters you could yep. put in there. Um, yeah. Like I just, I was all in from the get go. I had like the foldable, um, it would look like Chewbacca's head or like the Stormtrooper helmet. And then you would open it up and it was like the little micro machine guys you could yep. play with. Had that. Um and then, and then I don't, I, and I'm sure you guys, well, you guys are a little bit younger than me, so I don't know if you'll remember, but I remember then like the next year and a half was when they started building up the release for the 20th anniversary in the theaters. And I was like, oh my God, we have to go. You know, I was 10 and I remember my parents took me to all three um, in the theaters. And I just, I will never forget. It was like the trench run in a new hope. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm so excited. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I look over and my dad's asleep in the theater. <laughs> just passed out. That sounds about right. Just passed out. Yeah. Um, and I was like, huh? Okay. Well, clearly this is meaning more to me, but, uh, you know, I appreciate that they took me and, you know, they, they feigned interest, even though I know they probably weren't too interested in, uh, you know, a bunch of lasers and stuff going on. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's like you said, Vinny, it's amazing. Like I was eight or nine when I found it, you guys were relatively young too. It feels like it's just always been a part of our lives. Um, and then, you know, obviously to see it come back now and the prequels and the sequel trilogy and the Mandalorian and Rogue One and, and all these other things we'll get into, but, um, I don't know. Where do you guys want to go from here? What would be a good, good I, jumping off point? Greg, what do you a, think? I have a quick question for you sure. guys, actually, when you, so I saw the Empire Strikes Back first. And you guys saw Return of the Jedi. Now, when those movies were released, even back, you know, when 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 did uh, Empire eighty and eighty three? Yeah. Um, at the opening crawl, Empire Strikes Back said Episode five, and then yeah. Return of the Jedi said it said Episode six. Did that confuse you guys at all watching that for the first I, time? Those opening I just crawls? remember seeing that and being like, okay. And I think I asked my probably my mom i remember asking her i'm like so did they make other ones she's like no they started you know right in the middle that's just how they filmed it but then when word came out you know i think was it what 98 that they were filming episode one and i'm like 
oh my god we're gonna see what happens and how we got to this point oh that's, god and boy that's was i cl- wrong yep. but that's, <laughs> that's when it clicked for me yeah. though because i'm like okay now i now i can make sense of it there he's telling the story beforehand yeah. or whatever which it was all like as a planned. kid i was like oh man <laughs> that is so that is so uh What's like so punk rock? He's he's not even starting the story in the middle at the beginning. Right. He's starting in the middle and then he's going backwards. Like what a what a baller! Like you right. know what I yeah, mean? Because you know? that wasn't that wasn't really a popular thing. Like yeah. you know, origin stories were just you know kind of like on the that was kind of like the that was kind of like the origin of the origin story. Yes. You know? So that might be the first time George Lucas has ever been called punk rock and a baller too. By the way, just throwing that <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, what about? Okay, so I, again, you know, we're similar age. What was your take when you guys heard about the prequels coming out? Like, was there a pretty level of excitement for you guys? Were you more set with like, I got the original trilogy, I'm good, I don't need this new stuff, or what did you guys think? I was. Vin- Go ahead, Vinny. Thoroughly excited for. I mean, I was all in on the Phantom of the Menace. Like, oh, as a kid, I was all in. I'm like, this. It is was. So great. It was the first one I saw in theater, so I was like. Everything leading up to that, I was just all in. Could yeah. could not consume enough. Good thing the, there wasn't the internet because I would have just sat in front of the computer the entire time leading up to the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I was just, I was all ready for it. Like plus, Weird Al came out with the. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was the it was the American Pie American Pie one, but it's about Anakin Skywalker. Yes. Dude, I'm gonna be yep. a Jedi. Yeah, yep. absolutely <laughs> love that. Naturally, that yeah. was my first concert ever. No was, way, uh, Weird Al, and it was that uh, his tour great for first that concert, CD, which was amazing. <laughs> well, and in kind of going along with the music for that opening run of the prequels, I remember in uh, this would have been seventh grade band, six no sixth grade band. I don't remember anyway. But we actually, our director, who he was probably in his early sixties, he got the rights for us to play Duel of the Fates in concert band, and that was one of our our concert songs we would play for like the parents in school when we would do concerts. And I can't tell you how much of a badass I thought I was on my little trumpet, you know, playing Duel of the Fates, you know, um, and the music is just such a big part. I still remember watching Total Request Live and Duel of the Fates was on TRL with Carson Daly. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is a big deal. This is, you know, Carson Daly's talking about Star Wars. I'm, I'm not a nerd. This is cool, you know. Um, but yeah, like John Williams and, the, you know, we could go on and on about the music. But um, I think that that high point of Phantom Menace and as a kid, I'm like, ah, pod racing, that's cool. Darth Maul's got spikes, that's cool. Dual lightsaber, you know. And then looking back, it's like, eh, this movie's not great, but it looks better now compared to the sequel trilogy, in my opinion. I know there's it, others that that yeah. like the sequel trilogy more, but um, you know, can I, ta- can, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, no, go ahead, Greg. Go ahead, jump in. Um, can I speak on that? You mentioned the lightsaber duel. That yeah. is one of the when that went because like you Vinny, i saw phantom menace for the that was my first you know star wars movie in the um in the theaters and i loved it i'm still i'm still kind because it was that first star wars movie in the theaters i'm still kind of a defender of that movie like i'll still kind of he was like yeah hey, you know there i yeah. liam neeson you know i mean you can do without jake lloyd Obi whatever one's got a braid it's cool right yeah, I was yeah. Like, yeah okay i can <laughs> i can i can see it but um once they introduced that new style of lightsaber fighting, because remember yes. in the in the original trilogy, I mean it was, it was fine, but you so know it was, it was it was, yeah. it was slow. It was slow, but you know, not knowing about what the what the prequels would eventually do, you're like, okay, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of heart, there's a lot of energy, there's a lot of force mm-hmm. being used in these fights, and then um, you saw that brief lightsaber fight between uh, Darth Maul and Qui Gon Jinn on a Tatooine before they escape. I'm like, yeah, they're just speeding up a little bit. You know, it was still kind of like the same, you know, kind of the same fighting style, just right. kind of like ramped up a little bit. Um, and then the, uh, the uh, final, you know, the grand Jedi battle at the end, I'm like, holy cow, they're spinning these things are doing flips they're flying everywhere. I'm like, that is awesome. I didn't think these guys could do that. Like that was the first time I was like, okay, these Jedi can kick that, some ass. That was so. like the equivalent of going from like, the Revolutionary War fighting with muskets standing in a line shooting at each other to like fighting with machine guns, <laughs> right, and, uh, right. you know, right. F-16. So, no, that was that was such a cool. Uh, I, just, I still remember like that scene. And again, I don't understand the context of it. I, I'm sure if I went back and, and read up on it, but like were those red force, red uh, doors, force or whatever. Or doors and they yeah. all open up and then, you know, he runs in and oh, it was so good. So, yeah. 
and then and then the fact that like I was like, oh, Darth Maul was so cool and he's dead. And then, you know, to see him live on in other, um, uh, you know, the cartoons. I haven't watched a lot of the Clone Wars. I keep this summer. I think I might have to hit that and give that a check out a check out. But uh, I know he's in. Well, watch Solo. I won't spoil anything. He, there might be an appearance. Oh, there. it's been it's been <laughs> yeah. too long. It's been, spo- it's been yeah, too long. You've, yeah. When, you've when I was watching chance. when I was watching Solo and Solo overall, I like um I don't know if I would like go back to it right away to watch. It wouldn't be my first one to go back and watch. But the fact that they were able to incorporate so much stuff, some of it's pretty heavy handed, like the what, why is what's your last name? Oh, it's solo because I'm always alone. It's like, oh, OK, yeah, could have done without yeah. that. Could have done without some of the yep. dialogue. Yeah. But like the fact that they worked in um, Darth Maul at the end, I thought mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson was awesome in that mm-hmm. movie. I did not expect that at all. Um, yeah, that was it was a decent movie. I enjoyed especially, it, especially especially since uh, the it had a really troubled production. So there yeah, were a point. I did. mean, there was a point that uh, Alden Ehrenreich is that his name? That, that sounds played, about, uh, I um, yes. I, there was that thing that came out too, like he had to take acting classes or yeah. something because he was butchering. And then they, it. they brought in um, what's his name to finish Ron Howard. Ron Howard, Ron Howard yeah. yeah, Ron Howard. Yeah, they brought in off. Ron Howard. I forget, I forget who the first director was, but yeah, it had a troubled yeah, production. It did. Yeah. What, it did. What so, we I mean, got, what we got, I'd say, was pretty solid. I would, so. I would gladly take that over any of the sequel trilogy movies, yep. but that's, no, that's just me. But and I, I think I, I would ahead, definitely go. I would go back and watch that one before any of the sequels. Yes. Oh, <laughs> without it, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, I still remember. <laughs> not we don't we don't need to spend much time. Uh, talking about the sequel trilogy but i will never forget i think we want all three of us went to go see the last jedi and we were still pretty high on force awakens at that point because it was it had potential and i just remember us walking out of the theater at uh for last jedi and someone one of the people they want us to take a survey right for the movie and i just kind of walked to the side i'm like i don't know what i just watched and and granted you know if i watched it again i'm sure i could pick up some things that that i did enjoy about that movie but i just remember greg's like no, I can't answer a survey for you because I don't know what I just watched. And I, I just remember I was so mad leaving that theater after seeing that movie. Uh, we just, saw. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. We yeah. saw The Last Jedi. That was out by me, right? It was out by In you. Yeah. Where did yeah. we see The Force Awakens? Because we all that was we saw out, that all together. That was, we saw out, that, me, right? that was out by oh. me. It was like right before Christmas, I want to say. Right? Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Because what was it? The Force Awakens came out. We saw that at Justin's, and then we saw yes. Rogue One together by then, my house. Yeah, Rogue yes. One came Rogue out. One next, also, yeah. Next Christmas, and next we were Christmas. out at Justin's yep. for Christmas, and we watched that. Which, Greg, that was still probably that was one of the funniest in theater, like just reactions I think I've ever seen. From I just somebody. Uh, pretty yeah. much doing the uh what was it uh like the arsenio like woo 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 no it wasn't that he was clapping oh like, was he clapping i don't yeah, I, like, I don't uh, remember like I... sherman plum's mom calling <laughs> <laughs> hercules in, the, in, the, in his I just, seat I remember, so excited because darth vader came out <laughs> i just remember sitting there and like i'm like okay i know they're gonna tie this into a new hope somehow i didn't know how but uh, so let's just let's talk about Rogue One. That is my favorite of the newest movies. That is probably my second favorite Star Wars movie of all time behind A New Hope. Um, and then I'd say the other two originals and then Solo. It, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, Rogue One, though. So for what we're referencing, obviously, if, if you're listening and you guys weren't there, um, we were watching Rogue One and we were just it was it was awesome. It, it hit all the right notes. It, t- it tapped into that original trilogy so well. But that last scene where you see the was Darth Vader's was it his Star Destroyer um, yeah. sucks up the the rebel um, oh god the is it the uh, was it a Krillian frigate I can't remember yeah hammerhead frigate I can't remember what it was but it sucks it up and then you see all the rebel guards running they got the Death Star plans they can't get through and then all of a sudden that red lightsaber just turns on and the Vader theme plays and I've never seen Greg Greg was like a little kid at a yeah. toy store it was amazing. It was amazing. So, Greg, you want to like? What were you thinking at that time frame? Well, did can you still hear me on my microphone? I was having yep. issues. Yeah, you're a little muffled, but you're all right. Okay, I think I think I lost my mic, so I defaulted to my other one. Okay, but uh, that's all right. You can still hear me, though. Right? Yeah, we can still hear you. Yep. So, oh, you're back now. Oh, perfect. That moment, I was. <sighs> I knew we were going to have a Darth Vader moment. Sure. You know, I didn't know what it was going to be. I thought it'd just be him, you know, doing some force choking on someone or whatever else. So I remember, I remember 
I think I, I think I could probably tell you the seat number if I really tried, but it's kind of like one of those things like you remember where you were, you know, it's like you remember where you were when the Bears took Mitch Trubisky and everything. So, uh. um, so I remember I was sitting, obviously I was sitting right next to you guys. And I remember they had the plans. I'm like, this is, at first I was thinking like, this is awesome because I, it kind of caught me off guard because I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. This all makes sense. This is how they got the plans. Yep. You know, Galen or so was behind everything. The whole design. That was, that was an like, awesome twist too, by the way. I loved that. The way it was, it was fantastic. They took yeah. something, you know, that people were like, oh yeah, why would they have this? I'm like, okay, they justified, you know, guy worked yeah. rogue and everything. Yeah. So, but anyway, so I remember the room dark and, you know, the, the door, the door jammed. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Because it's like, well, you didn't get stuck. I bet Vader's holding it shut. Yeah. He's forced right holding, now. Yeah. He's forced yeah. holding it. So then it darkened. Then you hear the breathing. <laughs> and then I was just like, Oh man, <laughs> it's gonna go. these guys the, are screwed. <laughs> the red lightsaber ignites. The one of the guys goes open fire. And I'm just clap. I'm just holding my you head were clapping, clapping. That's right. Yeah, because I'm like, you have no shot. You have You're no screwed. shot. You're gone. Yeah, You're gone. The lightsaber. And then you just see them screaming like, take right. the plans, take, take the yeah. plans. <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh, that was my yeah. my favorite Star Wars scene. I thought it was like the first because. Darth Vader was always the menacing figure in A New Hope. And you never got um, to see him act like that. You never got to see that level of, I don't think you ever saw that level of power with Darth Vader. Obviously in episode three, you know, he just gets a suit on, you know. Yeah, he, it starts you know, to he's develop. Cry, he's crying over Padme in there. Yeah. And then um, once Empire Strikes Back came around, you know, you start, you find out, you know, spoiler alert, you know, he's Luke's, uh, Luke's father. What? <laughs> But uh, <laughs> it was that moment was like, okay, that is like the Darth Vader, you know, that we knew was there, that, you know, capable of that power. But we never saw him move like that. We never saw him take out that many people all at once. Oh, it was great. Yeah. It was just so fantastically shot. I mean, he was just cutting those guys down left and right. It kind of, it really did a great job showing you how powerful and dangerous he was, albeit it was, you know, not even a 30-second scene. But, you know the i think the length that was that kind of just that short scene was just enough to stay in your memory forever it certainly did with me so well here's here's okay so this this is a perfect time to ask you guys this question so rogue one i love and i i am i i do not want to admit how many times i've youtube this clip and watched it just because i love it but the the battle of scarif the the space battle over scarif when they're trying to take down the uh the shield generator for the planet or whatever that was so cool to me. Like, okay, so that I thought was awesome because it was like the first time we've seen like a modern technology run space battle with Star Wars, you know, like they had space battles in the in the prequels and and same thing with the sequel trilogy. Yeah, not so much, but like yeah. it was so cool. Like everything I envisioned like happening in the trench run, like when they're not showing the Death Star, like that's what I envisioned in my head was going on. So that brings me to this question is like for Star Wars, when you guys think of Star Wars, like what? brings you to star wars like for me like yeah the jedi stuff the lightsaber stuff is cool but like for me it's always been about like the ships and the space battles and like traveling from planet to planet like i've seen on amazon and i've been so close to buying this but i can't justify it is they literally have like um encyclopedias of like all the different spaceships in star wars with like diet like engineering diagrams of how each ship works and where like the 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 light speed engine and, and the different engines are and stuff like I find that stuff fascinating. This is so nerdy and it's it's all fake. None of it's real. You know, I am not an engineer. I'm the furthest thing from an engineer. But like I love the space bat, the spaceship, uh, the star fight, the star fighters. Like that's what I come to Star Wars for. So like Vinny, what what draws you in the most in terms of Star Wars? Like what is it about like what part of the series is what what grabs you the most? Gosh, I don't know. I, I would say <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's a lot that does and Justin, to be honest, all that stuff is real. It happened a long time ago. Come on now. <laughs> In a galaxy uh, far, far away. You're right. Yeah. Um, gosh, it, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, I I think a lot of the, you know, the Jedi and the lightsabers, yeah. like I would love to own a lightsaber. That's probably the coolest thing. Plus, you know, having force powers like, you know, to grab something and have it come to you would be yeah. awesome or to push somebody away would be kind of fun too. Uh, <laughs> but I, God, it's just a little of everything. Plus the games, like oh yeah really into those growing up too uh yeah it's just a little bit of everything i think okay greg what about you 
Well, the games were certainly a huge part of it for me. You mm-hmm. know, if you can't, if you can't tell already, so I, think <laughs> I, first, I don't know what you're talking no, about. I don't right? think so. <laughs> I think, I, especially because you know, like you, Justin, the ships, you know, mm-hmm. and the the spacecraft and everything, like that was all. You know, when I played um, Rogue Squadron for Nintendo sixty four. Oh yeah, that's for the first time, one. like that was one of the first. That was actually one of the first flying, you know, mm-hmm. video games I ever played. Yeah. I'm like. It was amazing. They had all the Star Wars ships. They had all the Star Wars locations yeah. and everything. So that really stuck out. And I followed that series, you know, all the way till it uh, ended on um, <clears throat> excuse on me, GameCube. Right GameCube, there. yeah. Um, and then when they started introducing um, the Battlefront games, which mm-hmm. I know you guys love, and they got some of yeah. the uh, lightsaber fighting in there. Yeah. That was the other huge part of um, Star Wars for me was just, you know, watching, you know, the martial arts and, you know, all the all the moves they would do, uh, you know, with the um, lightsaber battles, especially in the prequel um, trilogy, as they yeah. got, you know, you know, faster, more intense. Oh yeah, yeah, more, so more like, choreographed too, right? More choreographed yeah. too. And you know, by episode three, right there, I feel like they were a little over choreographed. I know uh, yeah. the stunt coordinator yeah. was Nick Gillard, and I thought he did a fantastic job with uh, episode one, but I feel like Ray Park who played Darth Maul was a big part of that too, because instead, I mean, in the later episodes for me, I felt it like it was a little too smooth, a little too, sure. you know, yeah. a little too, you know, planned out and everything, maybe a little too much of the twirls and spins and everything. Whereas episode one, it was, it didn't look perfect. I mean, it was faster, you know, intense, you know, the guys were sweating and everything, but it, their moves didn't look perfect. You know, yeah. that was the whole thing. Yeah. Kind of like it was almost, there was a little bit of improvisation or something, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Which I, which I loved. And I feel like, um, Ray Park was a huge part of that. I think it was. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that the lightsaber, you know, um, battles in the movies, I think were, um, I think that was, that might be the biggest the, uh, thing for I, me. I know the, <laughs> So when the prequel trilogy came out, I remember my parents bought me a lightsaber, one of the the plastic ones to play with. And then, of course, my sister wanted one because I had one. And then we managed to convince like all the kids on the street to get lightsabers. And then like on the weekends, we would just go out in front and we look like such nerds. We would go out and like I was probably seventh grade, maybe. um, And we would have lightsaber battles like out in our front lawn. The amount of time someone got whacked in the face or whacked in the arm or what, you know, it, it, it always ended up stopping because someone got hurt, but we still did it every weekend. It was amazing. But um, going back to, I think, Vinny, you brought up the games. Um, is there one game in particular that like really stands out or a couple games, Vinny, that stand out to you that you really liked as a kid? Yeah. Um, the Galactic Battlegrounds. You guys ever play that on the computer? It was like Age of Empires, but like Star Wars. I know I've heard of it. I don't think I ever had it, though. It was that sounds amazing. Fantastic game. And it was like just right around. So it was it was essentially Age of Empires, but just Star Wars mod pretty much. Okay, And you could actually play people online. So like you could actually play your friends and battle them. So I did that like a ton. It was just like kind of at the beginning. So it it was laggy. Uh, but it was still, it was still way, 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 way too much fun. Um, but uh, that, and then the Battlefront games, I wasted oh, yeah. so yeah. much time playing those. I can, uh, I can remember a, a lot of high school nights, Saturday nights, because I was really popular. Uh, <laughs> I was playing with my friends till the wee hours of the morning, playing, uh, playing <laughs> Battlefront That's awesome. for the uh, PS2. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Greg, what about you out of, out of your plethora of games behind you? And and I'm not making fun of you. I am genuinely impressed. I wish I would have done that. I should have done something similar. What would you say? I know you mentioned rogue squadron. Is there any others that kind of jump out at you that you really enjoyed? Uh, Like you said, rogue squadron, uh, rogue leader, and then rebel strike, which was kind of like the trilogy of those games. And then I'm going to have to go with what you said too, Vinny, um, the battle for the original Battlefront game, yeah. especially yeah. like Battlefront 2, where they, you know, really brought in, you know, all the, uh, all the characters, all the, yeah. all the characters. That was PS2, right? Two. That was PS2. Yeah, I had PS2? it for PS2, okay. yeah. Okay. That level on, uh, was it Moss Eisley? Oh, it, I remember that one. Where you could just be all the special characters and run around. It was, mm-hmm. that was the best. Mm-hmm. That was a great game. And, and I feel like the newer ones are decent too. 
but I don't know if it's because I'm older and I'm just not as good. Like I consistently when I play those, because I want to say Battlefront 2 was free last year at some point on PS Plus. But that that's a game that kind of with all it the, bombed uh, when it came out. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. they they kind of were ripping all that out little by little. Like it's a good game now, but like I'm just mm-hmm. not good at it. But um, I know for me, when I think video Star Wars video games, there's a couple that come to mind. First off, I had um, for PlayStation one, I had Rebel Assault 2. Do you, did you guys ever hear of Rebel Assault 2? I've okay. heard of it, yeah. I've so this the, this was a uh it was almost like a interactive movie. Um they had they had filmed, they got all the props from Lucas or from the Skywalker Ranch or whatever, and they literally made like their own um succinct, like contained story. And you played like a generic Luke Skywalker, and then in between clips, you would either fly uh, a ship, you would they had a bunch of different flying missions, or you would do these like um like stop and shoot scenes where like you'd be hiding behind like a pillar and then you'd push a button to pop out. You have to shoot stormtroopers, pop back in. And then after you got through so many, they would go to the next scene. So, I mean, it was, it was a lot more movie, but like as a kid, like, Oh my gosh, this is another star Wars movie that doesn't have Han, Luke, Leia or Chewbacca. It's got no one in it. Um, it was so good. Like I still play that game probably once every couple of years just to, to get through it. But the other ones for me, um, I'm, I had a, we had a working a decent gaming PC as a kid um in Dark Forces one and two, which was just like Doom but reskinned as Star Wars. Nice. Uh, you played as hell, oh, what was his name? Kyle Katarn. I, I don't know why I remember this, but I do. Um, and that was really good. And then the last one I'll mention um is oh god. Oh, uh, it was a fighting game. It was called Star Wars Masters of Therese Kasi. Have you guys ever heard of that? No. Was that I, what was that for? That was for PlayStation One. So Looking back, was it a good game? Probably not. But as a kid, like getting to have Luke Skywalker with a lightsaber fight against Han Solo or Boba Fett with a pistol. Was um, that pretty much like Mortal Kombat, but yeah, Star Wars? It was like a Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, but Star Wars. I remember that for, I had that on a demo disc. Okay. And I yeah. played that. I played that probably until <laughs> like disc broke. It and probably I, doesn't play get, well, like, but I loved it. Skywalker and some other person who wasn't like in any of the movies. Yeah. But it was still like, I would just be Luke Skywalker and get the lightsaber out. It was it, so much fun. And I remember I had like a, I had a game shark. So I unlocked all the secret characters. There was some other bounty hunter named Jodo Cast who like, it was Boba Fett, but he had like a yellow and blue color scheme. So, of course, I had to like go on America Online and find out who the heck this character was, you know, with my <laughs> dial up. Um, but what I loved about that is so that was Masters of Terrace Kasi is they took that and they used that in solo. And they said that was what one of the characters was oh. trained in for fighting. So the fact that they referenced this probably not That's that great awesome. fighting game. They right. referenced it, and I think like probably three people got that reference, and I was one of them. I was so excited when I heard that in the game. I'm like, oh my god, I played that game. I knew that game. Um, so that was a good one. Yeah, there's. I mean, I could I could go on forever and ever. The one thing I want to stress, and I specifically put this in our show notes, is if you have not read any of the Star Wars books, I, I can probably hear my wife laughing upstairs right now. Um, I have a whole shelf in our little extra spare bedroom that has all our bookshelves in it. I have a whole shelf devoted to all my Star Wars novels that I've bought over the years. Um, there's way too many that I should I should mention. But um, there's an author. His name's Timothy Zahn. He wrote. He's probably written about nine Star Wars books now, but he wrote an, a, a trilogy. It was um, it was like a sequel trilogy to the original trilogy. And it was Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising and Last Command, I think. I, I swear to God, if they would have done that series for the sequel trilogy, it would have been amazing. Like those books are so well done. I highly recommend you could probably get them for like five bucks on Amazon now. Um, they are so good. You. Yeah. Or you can borrow from me. I got I have. So he he did those three. And then he, a couple of years later, he did another like dual. Um, what would that be? A duology where it was two extra books continuing the story. And then he just recently, like in the last five years, went back and wrote another trilogy based on. Do you guys remember that character that they mentioned in Mandalorian? Um, uh, Captain, not Captain Admiral Thrawn. Do you remember Admiral the one Thrawn, episode? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So Thrawn started in this 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 originally original trilogy he wrote back in like the late eighties, early nineties. So he wrote those three, and it was all about Thrawn coming in and taking over f- for the Empire. And then he wrote, you know, his little duology continuing this the storyline. And then just in the last five years, he went back and did another trilogy, and it was all about how Thrawn got involved with the Empire. So I'm working my way. I'm I'm done with two of the, I'm done with two of those books. I read those over the summer, and I got one more. I got to read this spring. But then he just did another. He's doing another trilogy on the same Thrawn character, but it's more like his growing up on 
I think it's like they call it like the outer rim or like the unexplored territories or whatever. And that's why no one knows about these people. So highly, that's my, that's my soapbox. I'll get off of that now, but if you enjoy reading, uh, either you guys just borrow them for me, or if you're listening to this podcast, go buy these, please. I have no one to talk to these about, um, but myself, <laughs> how um, many of these books have you read in general since yeah. I was a kid? Well, I also, as a kid, I had the Young Jedi Knight series, <laughs> which was all about Han Solo and Leia's kids becoming Jedi Knights and Luke trained them. So, um, which the sequel trilogy just ignored, but that's neither. Yeah. Here nor there. Um, so there was probably about 10 of those I had as a kid. Oh God. I probably got about 30 Star Wars books upstairs. Nice. There's also, I've only read, I've only read one. I think it was in the fourth grade. If I can remember correctly, I still remember renting it into the cool. Uh, the thing I loved about it was it was one of those adventure books. So you get to oh, the end of the, you, a, your own adventure? page 50. I don't think I got to the right ending ever. I, I <laughs> you got kept, force choked by Vader. My character like kept seven. getting killed off. And I was like, okay, I've had this book for a week and I don't really like reading. So here's the book back. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I can't say enough good things about those. There's also the last book I'll mention. I don't know who, I can't remember the author now, but um, it's called Tales of the Bounty Hunters. And they take, it's a story about Boba Fett, a story about Dengar, who was it's it's all the it's all the bounty hunters you see in Empire Strikes Back when um he hires Boba Fett to go find Han Solo. There's Ooh. there's the lizard guy, which is Bosk. I don't know if you guys remember him. And then mm-hmm. there's there's Dengar, who is this guy that's wrapped in like bandages, and they explain why he's wrapped up. And then there's Boba Fett, and then there's God, there's Forlom and Zuckus, <laughs> and Zuckus is a bounty hunter who he has to breathe through some apparatus. I can't remember why, but then he's got a bounty hunter or he's got a, a droid named Forlom. And then there's IG-88, which is an assassin droid, which they kind of yeah. brought those back for Mandalorian. But I'm going to stop talking now so I don't sound like too much of a nerd to anyone who's <laughs> listening to this. Um, we're, um, sorry, I had two things for you. I was actually going to I was actually going to do something just like, hey, Justin, what are your favorite books? But you just took <laughs> off from there. So. And that's Any, okay. anything written by Tim Zahn in Star Wars, it's a gold mine. So I, <laughs> but I, I highly recommend it. I have a, I have a quick story. I, mean, sure. I don't know if you remember this, Justin, when our wives went to Detroit uh, for the uh, Eminem concert. And it was right around that same time the uh, Force Awakens was announced or we had a I don't remember if we had a trailer yet. We would just might have had the announcement or the something like that. Yeah. Something. You were distinctly upset that they weren't basing it off the uh, novels you read. And I said, Justin, we get a fresh new story here. And you said, I don't want a new story, Greg. <laughs> I want this story. There's good stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I remember that. And I, you know what? I should have, I should have believed because you know, you probably, you probably would have saved the, uh, <laughs> the um, so sequel the franchise. I, okay, yeah, the I franchise. will admit, and this was before I met, my wife, uh, this would have been like 2005, 2006. I was a freshman in college and I was, you know, trying to be cool and, and meet girls and, and uh, you know, be, be the cool college freshman, which I don't even know if that's a thing. And I remember in the spring, it would be warm out, you know, so I'd go, I'd have, you know, I didn't want to, I commuted, so I didn't want to have to drive all the way across town to go back home when I had class in a half an hour. So I would, you know, I'd find a spot like on the quad, just sit, you know, chill out, relax. I had my, you know, 2005 iPod earbuds in thinking I was so cool. Um, and I would read my Star Wars books, but because I was on campus and I had to appear like I was one of the cool kids, I would put the Star Wars book inside one of my textbooks. So it looked like I was just studying for class. Oh. <laughs> True story. True story. No one ever knew. <clears throat> I kid you not. And I, and I like to think, Vinny, if your sister saw me in like what like this and knocks the book out of my hand. She never would have dated me. Never. Yeah. <laughs> never would have dated me. So, uh, Justin, uh, just to clarify, they all knew you were reading Star Wars books. <laughs> you weren't fooling anybody. I was, I was the cool, uh, quiet, <laughs> mysterious guy that just had his earbuds in all the time on campus. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> all right. or at least in my head, I was. I have one more thing for you, Justin. Sure, really sure. You answer you. When I first met you, you said you went on a radio station and you answered a <laughs> trivia question and you answered it correctly. Do you want to uh, do you want to yeah. go over that question really All quick? Right. Um, OK. Oh, good Lord. OK, uh, this was uh, WGN Radio. Uh, Nick DiGilio, he was one of the he was the overnight guy who I loved listening to at night because I would listen to it when I would go to bed to try and fall asleep. Um, and he had this was when do you remember the PlayStation Portable, the PSP? Yep. 
Okay, this was when they were making movies for the PSP. I think they were on like little U- UM was it UMD discs? Does that sound right? I think so. Okay. I just and, forgot about those. And they had mentioned. <laughs> yeah, well, th- there's a reason for that. But uh, so they ha- he had this movie guy on and they were giving away. Um, they were giving away UMDs and they were giving away uh, a DVD copy of Revenge of the Sith. So uh, it's, you know, it's like one o'clock in the morning on like a Saturday night. I got home from hanging out from with whoever, whatever. And so I'm just sitting in my house or sitting in my house, sitting in my parents' house, listening to the radio. And uh they said, all right, um, you know, Revenge of the Sith just came out on DVD. If you answer this question, you get the DVD and we'll throw in Predator on UMD. <laughs> now, I did not have a PSP, so there was no way I could play this. But I'm like, I want Revenge of the Sith because that wasn't so bad. That was decent, right? So the question was, what type of um, resource do they mine for on the, on the, in the cloud city of Bespin? Vinny, do you know what they mine for in the cloud city of Bespin? No, I'm ashamed. All right. Well, no, I Greg, tell- Greg looks like he knows the answer. The, the only reason I know is because I read the books. So that is why I know. Greg, do you remember what the answer was? The answer is, and I'd just like to clarify that when you told me about this for the first time, mind you, I, just, I hadn't known you that long. Yeah. And if you remember, I knew the answer. I know. And that's how because, I knew. I'm like, because this is a it friendship. Was a, because it was also, it, it was a blink and you miss it in The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, that's when right. When Han Solo briefly mentions it. But the answer is to ban a gas. That's right. To ban a gas. And Han Solo briefly mentions it when they're looking at the map on the Millennium Falcon. And that's how I knew. Yep. Because movie quotes are just in my brain instead of, you know, actual. And in your head, you're like, I can't marry into this family because my brother-in-law is going to be a nut job. (laughs) No, I was like, okay, this is where I belong. All right. There you go. Um, So, yeah. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm sure so many people are going to know this. No, they, 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 they literally people are calling up. Is it Wookiees? I'm like, no, you idiot. It's not Wookiees. They didn't have, they weren't mining for Wookiees. I was so appalled. And then someone called up and it's like, I, I don't know. Was it, you know, it was some other bogus. They're just, they're just, they're just rattling off Star Wars. Was it lightsabers? You know, lightsabers? You know or was it lasers? I'm like, oh my God, these people are so stupid. So it's I, ran, I ran and got yeah. my, uh, my little, you know, um, flip up with the keyboard phone and made the phone call to WGN. And I'm like, I got through. And I'm like, it's the band of gas. It's the band of gas. And I remember the host, his name was Nick. He goes, yeah, what, why do you know this? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, are you single? And I think at the time I had a girlfriend, I'm like, no, but she doesn't know I'm calling. I will be soon. So yeah. I will be soon. Um, so yeah, that is my, that is my claim to fame. That is how I got revenge of the Sith, which I don't think I've watched. And I got that probably in 2005. I have not watched it. It's still, I think it's still sitting in the plastic wrap on my DVD case. So, um, yeah, but I, you know, I don't know. I it's, it's see, this is what makes me realize like, this is such a, uh, an important, and again, I, I totally understand this series is not for anybody or for everybody. I have begged Erica to watch star Wars with me and, and try and explain it. And I've only gotten her to watch force awakens. And I regret showing her that one. Cause it's not that good, but, um, like just the fact that we have all these, you know, stories like, you know, Vinny, you seeing going over to see the, the, the VHS or, you know, Greg playing the games or, me calling into a radio station or pretending to be cool on on campus um like that just it just shows you like this series has been around for such a long time and there's been ups and downs a lot of roller coaster rides but like even when it's bad like you can still look back to like the original trilogy and what got you into it like and it, it kind of like it's a part of your i don't want to say it's a part of your identity because that sounds really um hyperbolic but like there's something there's something about it that it's like yeah i'm a star wars fan like this is my thing you know what i mean so i don't know like I don't know any 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 other things you guys would like to talk about. I know we didn't really even talk about the old the old trilogy or, or favorite characters or we didn't. The Mandalorian is amazing. Um, I just want to stress that final scene in the last uh, season of Mandalorian. Yes. Like, I, Greg, I had the same reaction when I saw the X-wing mm-hmm. come through, fly by. I'm like, oh my god, couldn't believe they it. did it. They brought him back. Couldn't and like it. in this the CGI for the face, was it perfect? No, but it was it was doable. And you know what? I I forgave it for what yes. the scene did. Just like yeah. you forgive it. Right. I, I I forgive you for that terrible CGI because you have I mean the Star Wars theory guy who was in tears. They had the guts to actually do it, that, right? So. Um, it was, and, it and was the fact amazing. The Mark Hamill was like all on board and was so excited about it on Twitter. Like it made me so happy because you can tell like 
he takes that. He takes Luke Skywalker to heart. He takes playing the Joker and all the games and animated mm-hmm. shows to heart. Like it was so cool to see someone that is that close to the character get that excited. But well, you always yeah. want to. Yeah, you always want to see, you know, people who are in such a beloved franchise, yeah. you know, come back and, you know, so be, you know, be part of the fan base, you know, support the series, you know, well, you just pretty much play the game. Not like, you know, Harrison Ford or anything. Well, and Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Johnson did him so dirty in Last Jedi. Yeah, that was, was so yeah. stupid. Just, the way things ended, I mean, it was great to see him kind of come back and be back on board. But mm-hmm. Greg, you know, I were just that scene. That scene was pretty much just like what Rogue One did for Vader. That's yeah, what that I agree. For Spot me, on. Like for Luke Skywalker. Totally degree. Spot on. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Didn't get to see any of that really in, you know, in the the first, or I should say the three, four, and five. You didn't get to see any of that. And then you get to see it in Mandalorian. It was just absolutely amazing, that scene. Well, just getting back to the Mandalorian quick, I mean, you know, I won't rag on the um, sequels, at least tonight, but um, <laughs> we can save you know, that for another whatever after, portion. You know, I was telling you yeah. guys after the rise of Skywalker, that one was really that one was almost damaging. You know, it's like, you know what? I feel I felt insulted after going to see that movie on a Monday night at like midnight. <laughs> you know, I'd work the next day. I'm like, you know what? Unfortunately, we couldn't see it together, obviously, because of the uh, yeah. because of the pandemic. Yeah. But like, you know what? I got to see it because Justin's ready to die right now. So I got I got to do it for him at least because well, he needs to talk about it. So I just remember I saw it and I remember I, w- I, I came away the first time I saw it. I genuinely liked it. I just remember, like, As, you know, what? I'm sorry, a, a couple people. Well, more than a lot of people I uh, talked to did were in the same boat as you. Like, Justin. I can't. So I remember I, I left the theater and I went with one of my buddies and uh, uh, his two kids, his two sons, and we left and I'm like, yeah, it was, it was all right. Like that wasn't bad. Right. And I just kind of, he kind of looked at me. He's like, no, that was not good. <laughs> I said, but it was better than last Jedi. And he goes, yeah, but you know, that's like comparing two horrible deaths that you're going to you know, witness. Like you don't want to witness either one. And I'm like, no, it, it wasn't that bad. Like it had Lando. It was cool. Like, you know, and the more I thought about it and I'm like, they brought the emperor back. That's cool. And then I kind of thought about it. And then, Greg, you saw it. And then, Vinny, you saw it. And the more I, I talked about it with you guys, like, the angrier I got at myself for liking it. I'm like, no, this movie sucked. What, what was I talking about? So, Yeah, Greg's initial reaction to it, because I saw it I saw it well after you guys. I didn't yeah. see it in theaters, because yeah. Greg's, Greg's initial review, all he said was, that was awful. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't really want to waste any money on yeah, this. Like, no, good call. Well, the pandemic hit and then they were going to release it on video and then they sped up the release because of the yeah. pandemic. Right. And right. so I can't, I can't end up coming out on May the 4th or maybe a month. That earlier. might've been, that might've been the case. But I remember sitting downstairs watching it. And I just remember after I got done watching and I was like, what I pretty much had uh, Greg's reaction after <laughs> um, the last Jedi. What did I just watch? Like that was, <laughs> awful like the the thing that upset me the most and maybe this is like rose-colored glasses thinking about the original trilogy and and we can go back talking about that for the final like 10 minutes or whatever because we need to end on a positive but (laughs) the thing that upset me so much with the last jedi was okay and again maybe i missed something in the expanded universe that i didn't read you know i know it's hard to believe but um okay so you have force awakens the new republic the the rebellion has formed the new republic they have taken over they're in control of most of the galaxy Okay, now you have the First Order come in. They've magically turned a whole planet into a destructive base. And then after they destroy said base, the next movie, the the New Republic is down to like two planets and like uh, one fleet of ships. It's like, what what the hell happened? Where did where did everybody go? Yeah. And then the whole movie is just like uh, like a car ride where they're just chasing them in space. I'm like, what do you mean you're chasing them in space? Like, you know what I mean? And then they did the... The st- I can't remember what the maneuver was where they turned the ship around and went light speed through. I'm like, oh god, okay, whatever. But oh, you yeah. mean the only decent scene? Yeah, in the movie is that is it? Is that the one, the Last Jedi? You're talking? Yes, about? the Last Jedi. Yes. Yeah. But enough of enough of uh, failures. Before before we wrap up, you guys want to go around and like just kind of tell say your favorite characters. You know, top three movies. We don't have to. We don't have to do a countdown, but. Vinny, you want to start with like who are your your favorite? If you had to pick three characters out of Star Wars, just the the universe in general, who would you pick as your top three? Boba Fett, Mace Windu, and the Mandalorian. 
Ooh, Mace Windu, the purple lightsaber, right? I yeah. Mean, hey, I, he I, he needs to have his own standalone movie. He, I would I would like that. I think I'd that'd be, be pretty cool. Yeah. Or like if you, then do him justice. If you did something like where he, after he got blown out of the window, uh, yeah. he somehow survived the fall. And I was hid. I was really hoping he was going to be the Jedi to come get the. That would have been cool. That would have been yeah. pretty cool. Um. All right. So we got Mace Windu, Boba Fett, and Mandalorian. Greg, what about you? Top three characters. Who would you go with? I definitely would go with the Mandalorian because my love for Star Wars is back and the Mandalorian's a huge part of that. I absolutely love that show and he's a great character. Um, one of my favorite characters is actually a Sith Lord and that's Darth Maul. And he was, you know, like I said, episode one and then solo. But like I said, that light, what he did with that, you know, double-edged lightsaber against, mm-hmm. I mean, that that stuck with me as a kid. And even now I'm like just seeing seeing that battle I'm like that is that's what star wars meant to me you know for a very long time that scene <laughs> so um i'm a big uh you know i'm just gonna go with more popular i'm gonna go with obi-wan you and yeah. mcgregor obi-wan kenobi i mean alex guinness obviously a legend great yeah but uh yep. you know with some of the um <clears throat> with some with some of george lucas's screenplay and uh script from the prequel trilogy was pretty rough some of yeah. those lines i'm like uh, you're not giving the actors he single-handedly saved here. that movie I yes those and movies. What, yeah. what he did with those lines in that character i mean the acting was fantastic i feel like he he saved it almost in a way and now we have a series with him coming up that we're looking yeah. forward to i mean <clears throat> that's one of the things about the prequels you know we, we rag on it whatsoever but you know defending lucas he still wrote the Oh, the great story. It wasn't executed the greatest, you know, with obviously like right. screenplay and whatsoever, maybe some of the direction, but the stories there were low, which there's is a why, continued, you know, there's yeah. a continued idea. It wasn't, right. Hey, let's write a story and then have a completely different director direct the sequel. Like that was exactly. so, that was a mistake. I mean, I mean, it's to the point where we're, we're I mean, where they're kind of rehab, they're bringing it all back. They're bringing it all back for full circle. They're bringing, you know, you and McGregor back and we're just excited. Yeah. You know, we just, I mean, we ragged on the prequels, like I said before, but all these people are coming back now. It's like, you know, hell yeah, we're in yeah. right now. Yeah, so yeah, and I'm so excited for that mini series. I know it's going to be really short. I don't think it's going to be very long, but that right, Obi Wan no, series is going to be totally. Great. Uh, yeah. I want to give I want to give one last shout out to Stormtrooper <laughs> TR eight R from the Force Awakens, the one who has his little you know thing. That he oh, the, 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 what, what, the, yeah, what was that? I don't even know what that thing was called. I was hoping you would know, Justin. No, yeah, Justin, I'm I so, know, I, you know what? I, I, must, I, I must have ordered the and wrong Star Wars encyclopedia. I don't have here, that one. Here's a character they tried, the Finn, you know, that they, they try to make, you know, the next Han Solo or something. He's carrying a lightsaber. He has yeah. a, okay, he doesn't yeah. know how to use he it, the, but he has a lightsaber and he's facing a stormtrooper with a little thing and he's getting beaten up. So hats off to TR8R. Great, great. One of the best stories. I'm impressed that you know his call numbers. That's awesome, yeah. man. That's that's TR8R. impressive. Um, what about Greg? What about for you? If you had to pick your top three movies, what would be your top three? Uh, that would be in no particular order would be A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back and Star Wars Rogue One. Good call. Good call. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, gosh, for my three characters. Oh, man. Um, all right. I got to go. I got to go. Luke Skywalker. Number one. Um, as a kid, I thought he was kind of a goof, kind of like, oh, you're such a you're a farm boy from Tatooine. <laughs> grow up you bum um no like as a kid i loved han solo um but now as an adult it's like ah luke luke was kind of cool i liked his more patience and and not so uh brashness i guess um and there's so many good one-liners in that first movie when they're in the detention center with han solo and and he's you know you're a little short for stormtrooper he gets sucked in down the garbage disposal thing all that stuff so he's my number one Number can I, ask, can I ask you a quick question? About sure, go ahead. Walker, Justin. Yeah. Would you have liked to see in the sequel trilogy, say, you know, Luke didn't, you know, become one with the force in the last Jedi? I'm not going to say he died because, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, I hate Would I have liked him to live on, you mean? Or would I, mean? would, yes, would you have liked him to live down in his last scene in the sequel trilo- trilogy? Be him going to Tashi Station to pick up I, some power? I think. <laughs> And then go Womp Ranch shooting in his Sky Six. Yeah. Totally, you know, he's retired T-16, Jedi. T-16. He, right? He, yeah, yeah. He I whatever. That, I don't know. That angered just me becomes so, a farmer. Yeah, he. Why not? These, these yeah. moisture evaporators are. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, like I. 
I, yeah, that it's just like, there was no pre my whole thing with any movie series is like, if you set up precedent, you need to follow that. So the fact that, okay, he does this, this force projection, which has never been talked about, at least in my knowledge, which, okay, whatever, fine. You want to give him some new power. Cause he's so good. Great. I get that. But then after that, he just disappears. Like he wasn't killed. He wasn't attacked. He wasn't even there fighting Kylo Ren. So like, are they trying to say, like, I get the trying to say, oh, it took so much energy out of him. He just, he gave himself to the force. Like, I hated that. I thought that was so dumb. So yeah, you literally could have said he um, decided to go to the track and bet all his credits on uh, horse racing in whatever Star Wars universe it is. And I would have said, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. It's better than him just disappearing like a ghost, but Did it, wait, hold on. Didn't Obi-Wan though, pretty much just, yeah, managed? I guess you're right. But at least he got hit with a lightsaber like that. But okay. did he get hit with a lightsaber though? Or did he give <laughs> he up? Gotten yeah. Like he would have, he would have been cauterized. Just right. dropped. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good point, Vinny. I did not think you just, bla- you just blasted a hole in the star. Uh, in the time I'm, continuum I'm just there. saying, I'm just saying, you know, makes sense. I'm yeah. I'm going to think about this. I might have to write, you know, that could be my uh, master's thesis, you know, forget the educational technology. It can be all about that. Um, so, okay. I got to go Luke Skywalker. Um, all right, I, because I've read all the books, I got to go grad at grand Admiral Thrawn. He is such a cool character. He's so um, they, they portray him in all the books. He's just so like, um, not, I wouldn't say conniving, like you almost like the character. Cause he's very like, not by the book, but like everything has to be for the good of the cause, right? Like, okay. He balances what he wants to do for the empire, but then he also tries to balance it out with where his homeland is from because the empire doesn't really do a whole lot with his homeland and he wants to keep it that way. Um, so like I said, I can't say enough good things about those books and the way they end them up. He becomes more villainous in the books, but these these new books that they wrote, which is more about his early beginnings. It's really cool because he's very um, green, I guess you would say. Hmm. Um, and can then, I and, can I ask you a question about? Yeah, sure. Of I'm course. Sorry to keep interrupting you. Justin. No, I hey, see th- all these. This is the first time I've ever gotten to talk about any of the novels. <laughs> so I'm I'm all I'm all ears, Greg. You're the uh, Grand Emerald Throne expert. I'm sure. seeing all these things about possibly Benedict Cumberbatch. I did playing see that. Him, yes, and uh, some sort of series. How would you feel about that? I would be. I would be okay with that. Like Benedict okay. Cumber Benedict Cumberbatch strikes me as somebody who's very like um, his acting style is very like stoic, which that's like that whole character. I would also um, wait a minute. I'm drawing a blank now, Benedict. Benedict Cumberbatch is the guy that plays Doctor Strange, right? Doctor Strange, yeah. Okay, because I was I just had a complete brain cramp. I was gonna say whoever plays Doctor Strange would be the perfect character for <laughs> Thrawn. Um, I need to brush up on my Marvel. You got some books I can read for Marvel, guys. Um, <laughs> movies, movies. You can yeah. watch it. I still need to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I haven't watched. Oh, it. I've so watched good. Zero it's good. It's good. Um, and then I'd say my last character. Oh gosh, I. I, to be honest, I got to go Boba Fett. I know in the original movies, they don't really give him any screen time, but the fact that they they were able to bring him back in the Mandalorian and they made that character like so cool. The fact that they they so cool. significantly or consistently used. I can't think of the actor. What's the actor's name that played um, um, Boba and um, uh, Tamura, Mo- Tamura yes. Morrison? Like, yeah. the uh, fact New, Zealand, that, New Zealand, actor, New Zealand guy. The fact yeah. that they brought him back, got him to play, you know, the clone that became Boba Fett and in like like that, that last we've talked about it already, but that last episode where he's in the slave one and the fact that they showed what the inside of the slave yeah. one is and how it rotates. Like I was like a little kid again, but like, you know, the whole, the whole routine with, you know, he's got to make it look like he's shooting at them. And he's like, you know, keep your shields up. I can make this look realistic like that. Like that is Boba Fett. Right. So yeah. those three would probably be my, my top three, but yeah. Can I interrupt you one more time, Justin? Sure. Uh, getting back to Boba Fett and Slave One. Yes. And the Mandalorian <laughs> in general. I will say a second, like, freak out of excitement moment I had was the um, was when they infiltrate the, uh, oh, gosh, when they infiltrate that planet to, what are they, what are they, Steve? You know, when he's with, um, oh, God. Bill Burr. Oh, is he, when he's with yes. Bill Burr? Yeah. Thank you. I couldn't think of his name. Yeah. And then they, you know, they finally escape. You know, I'm just kind of fast forwarding quick. Yeah. They escape through Slave One. Yeah. And then he drops a seismic charge. That yeah. sound is like guys. ingrained. Yeah. It's like yeah. another thing, you know, we rag on the prequels, but they did that they right, brought on, that, right yeah. before yeah. they landed on Geonosis. I'm just like, that that continuity that you know callback to that yeah. 
I thought well, that was fantastic. And I think I think Greg, I think it was Greg that said this. It goes back to that idea of um that continuity that con- continuity that Lucas had set up with, okay. Granted, the prequels, not the best, but like even Attack of the Clones, which I d- I will I will honestly say I do not like that movie very much no, at all. Me either. Um, but like the fact that you got to see, okay, here's Boba Fett's backstory. Here's his yeah. dad. Now, who is what does Boba Fett become? Why does he become a bounty hunter? And you see, okay, well, his his dad got you know capped pretty quick. Um, well, he gets beheaded, doesn't he? Does his dad get yeah. beheaded? Okay, yeah. Um, by Mace it's like, Windu. By Mace Windu, yeah. So like, like seeing that, like, even though I don't like the movie, there's parts of the prequels that you can pull out and be like, you know what? That's cool. And the fact that these newer shows um, on Disney plus are, are tying into those granted. I know this is like pure marketing and they have, they're totally playing to our generation because they know we're the ones that are going to remember this stuff. But like, I I'm all for it. Like keep, yep. you know, keep giving it to me. That's fine. So, um, all right. Well, I, to be honest, guys, I could sit here and talk for like another two hours about this stuff, but we will we will have to wrap it up because I know we, we all have work tomorrow. I have to edit this. So it's up uh, in time for tomorrow, May the 4th. Is there any let's any parting shots, any any other things that we did not get to today? I'm sure we will be talking about Star Wars again down the road. But uh, Vinny, is there anything else Star Wars related you'd like to share that you enjoy, you love, you hate, you want to remind people of? Go ahead. I was just going to say, you guys did see uh, that Simpsons is coming out with their oh, court I, tomorrow. Yeah. I did see May that, yeah. Fourth, uh, the Force Awakens from It's a Nap. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that's about. But, I, yeah, one thing we, I guess we didn't touch on was the uh, Family Guy. Oh, did that you guys is so ever good. watch yeah. any of those? Oh, yeah. I watched some of those, yeah. I think I still have it, actually. Yeah, so. I think I got one or two of them. They're, those were absolutely fantastic. Those, I absolutely <laughs> love those. Those are really good, and I love the Robot Chicken Star Wars episodes, too. I've heard those did, are yeah. good, too. Yep, there's there's some really those, good... Yeah. Um, yeah, there, I'll have to I'll have to text message some uh, YouTube clips to you guys. There's some good stuff in there, but yeah, the Family Guy completely agree. Uh, Vinny, those are very good. All right, cool. Um, Greg, parting shots, last comments. Yeah, what one last thing? Uh, going back to the original trilogy. Uh, I I don't know if you guys have seen seen this. I know it's on. I have it on um DVD uh, with the one of the many Star Wars trilogies that I have. But I'm pretty sure it's on Disney Plus. The um original are the empire of dreams documentary that oh. was done on the um it was just the original trilogy and then it, it tail it ended with just kind of like developing the technology the cgi mm-hmm. uh, that would that would play into the um prequel trilogy mm-hmm. that it's like i think it's i think it's almost not quite three hours it's a very long documentary but it is just fantastic it's all about the original trilogy you know what lucas had to go through the casting the production you know just pretty much everything involved the reception of the original movie obviously it is just it's one of my favorite you know move i'm not a big documentary guy sure i love it's called the empire of dreams go check that out give it a watch next time you have a chance you will you will thoroughly enjoy it if you're a star wars fan Awesome. I will. I, I, I did not know about that. I will definitely mm-hmm. check that out, especially if it's the original trilogy. That's, that's yeah. my jam right there. Yeah, so no, it's, it's really good stuff. All right, cool. Well, I, I, unfortunately I'm exhausted. I got nothing left to say. So <laughs> I, I have a feeling I'm sure down the road when we have our regular edition of baseball and whatever, there will be another, maybe we'll do a deep, a deep dive on each individual movie or something like that. Like if we want, we could all watch the movie and then talk about things we noticed or picked up on. So this will not be the time. Yes. (laughs) See, we just, we just improved our uh, YouTube search uh, algorithm by including movie reviews. We get some, we can do some video game reviews too. We can figure that out eventually. Um, All right. Well, on that note, I got nothing left. Greg and Vinny, thank you very much. Uh, Don't forget like, and subscribe on YouTube, baseball and whatever we are on Twitter at baseball and what, Instagram at baseball and whatever. And again, still waiting for an email baseball and whatever at gmail.com. Greg will read every email regardless how bad or how nice it is. That's right. We have a, we have some listenership in Canada. We do. Don't we? We, so yeah. So thanks to anchor. um, We now have listen. We are, we are, I want to say worldwide. We are North American wide. (laughs) Uh, We have Canada viewership. I saw today I was checking. We have, listeners in illinois of course because we're based out of chicago we have listeners in wisconsin Vinny, you're in wisconsin we have listeners in virginia colorado um, michigan washington state florida um all over the place so 
If you're listening, please tell us what you're listening, what you'd like us to cover. If you have a whatever topic you'd like us to talk about, and if we know something about it, we could always talk about that too. We are open to ideas. We also have a couple of new guests in the pipeline. I won't get too far ahead of myself and go over my skis in case something falls through, but uh, just stay in tune, really. Stay tuned. (laughs) Yeah, stay tuned. If you're a fan of Batman, we got some cool stuff in the works. Um, If you're a fan of Mighty Ducks, there might be something in the works there. And um, probably the thing I'm most excited about. No, I shouldn't say that. I'm excited about all of them. Um, But if you are a fan of video games, if, if this works out, this would be huge for us. So that's all I'll say. I'll leave, leave you guys wanting a little bit more. But uh, on that note, I hope you guys enjoyed episode four of Baseball and Whatever. And I'm going to end the show with my best Alec Guinness impersonation. Are you guys ready? Uh-oh. <clears throat> oh, gosh. <laughs> Hold on. All right. Sand people, they always ride single file to hide the numbers. <laughs> all right. And on that, that note, beautiful. before they start, they keep that laughing at me. You guys have a great <laughs> night. We will catch you next time with baseball and whatever. Peace out, everybody. Bye.